opportunity to talk to Pasha over Zoom video. He was born in Iraq and raised in Norway. He actually moved to Norway very young. I think he was about one or two years old when he moved there. He was in a refugee camp for a couple of years. So he tells us a lot about that, which is very fascinating. But he grew up in Norway, and he didn't get into music until he heard an Eminem song on the radio. After hearing that Eminem song, he totally immersed himself in the hip-hop culture. He started finding like Dr. Dre and N.W.A. And from there, he East Coast, West Coast, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, and the list goes on and on. But it wasn't until he was in high school that he wrote his first song, which apparently still haunts him to this day. I guess uh, this song was so bad in his opinion that people still come up and tell him about it to this day that knew him in high school. But obviously he's totally showed them. He talks about his first big break with an Olympic snowboarder from Norway. Was a huge fan of his and actually started really pushing him and pushing his songs when he would snowboard in big X Games and Olympics. And he was able to perform at the X Games, which really opened people's eyes to his music and their ears to his music. He tells us about the success of his first three records and his most recent single, a song called You and I, which actually features Wonder Boy and Jimmy Somewhere. Jimmy Somewhere is someone we actually had a chance to interview a little while back, so you should check out the interview as well. And you can check out the video version of our conversation with Pasha on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Pasha. This is all about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new record as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Cool. Uh, first off, where were you born and raised? I was born in Iran, but okay. Iran. Uh, but I came to Norway when I was like nine months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, it was like two years in a refugee camp in Norway. Wow. Yeah. And then we got citizenship and then we moved to Badum, which is like where, I was, where my studio is now. It's like 20 minutes away from Oslo. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's, a, you had a, I'm, I'm curious to know you had to live in a refugee camp. What was that? Yeah. Like, what? Tell me about that it's, a little bit. It's not, it's not really that bad in Norway because people okay. like have, to have this image like they're just like like wires everywhere and like old ladies crying and kids. No, it, it was it was in Norway. It was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what was, I was thinking. That's what yeah, I picture when yeah. I think of that stuff. OK, yeah, it was fine. It was it was good memories. Just a bunch of foreigners around don't know each other's languages. I was like two, three years old sure. at that okay. time. So I asked my mom about it. She was like, no, we, we, we had a good time there. Okay. It was fun. So, yeah, because people think like it's more like crazier than it actually is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was curious to see if it was like, like exactly how you described it, like wires oh, yeah. and like, are you? That was just, yeah. That, that was just the place I was in. I can't speak on like other refugee camps. Sure, so. sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> All right. Right on. So uh, Norway now and obviously raised the rest of your life there. What's that like? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I was raised in in Baden, which is like a suburb place, quiet, quiet place, just a bunch of rich kids. And <laughs> yeah, it was like it, it was fine. It was a pretty good 
upbringing and and like the the thing like I learned most of is like like when you come to a country as a foreigner and with your family like you kind of start from zero Mm -hmm. but all these other like rich kids that go to the same school as me and everything like their family are wealthy and got everything yeah they've been there forever right exactly so like that was like the one thing like i noticed like i was like it was like me and maybe like two three other kids that were not white in my school almost Mm -hmm. sure so yeah so so kind of like leaves a leaves a mark on you in a good and a bad way i would say but mostly good yeah i had a good upbringing i had good friends around me had had a normal normal upbringing that's good. And yeah. how did how did how did you get into music? I always like uh, was interested in like TV, basically. Okay. It, like uh, even at the refugee camp, like all I did was watch TV all day, movies and everything. And that's first of all, where I learned English, just watching movies and. Really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, I've heard that before that people learn a different language just from watching it on TV, but how do you, I, that's fascinating to me because I would think that it's, it would be hard to like distinguish what they're even saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> it, it was, I just, I, I, I think I just like went with it for a long while. Like I'm a huge Batman fan and I watched the Tim Burt, Burtman Batman, the 89 movie, like all the time when I was young uh-huh. and just like on repeat. And okay. I, I saw it like a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, this is this is what they're saying. Like, I, I just made up in my mind what they were saying. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But but slowly just from, from watching TV and listening to music and all that, like it just came normally to me. And I was a huge movie geek when I was like in first, second grade. And I heard I heard Eminem's Lose Yourself on the radio. OK. And I became like a huge Eminem fan in second grade. I see the poster behind you. Yeah, yeah. I got two of those actually. I can show oh. you the two <laughs> as well. I'm not that much of a fan these days, but it's just like for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I just like became a huge Eminem fan and just started like digging into like his his stuff. And like through that, I heard of like Dr. Dre, NWA. West Coast music, East Coast, Tupac, Biggie, and all that. So just like slowly, like through the year, just like nerding it out and watching like documentaries and buying albums and yeah. That's, that's how you got that's so really you just you've been always into hip hop. Sounds like basically yeah. I was like the only kid in my school that liked them, and then like I had like a do rag in like third grade and <laughs> that's dressed, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like the whitest place in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, when did you start? Do you play an instrument or just write? No, no, just just write. I mean, I produce like on Logic and like chop samples and program jumps, but I'm I'm not like super hands on with keys and okay. guitar anything. Yeah, I try, but I just like give up every time and get someone that's ten times better than me to like. Can you play this? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how, oh, yeah. when, did you start, when did you start writing stuff? My first song I wrote was in fifth, sixth grade. Wow. Yeah, it was like a talent show in my school. And I I bought the, the Kanye West Gold Digger 
single, you know, back when you could get like the single. Yeah. Yeah. And it came with the instrumental. Okay. And I rapped on that for my whole school. And the thing was like, it was my first time like writing a song. So I, I didn't really do a good job. Like I didn't know any structure or anything. Of I just course. like, I just said like the same thing for like three minutes throughout the whole song. <laughs> and until this day, I get bullied for that song I made. Like, really? I, yeah. Like we, we even performed in Poland a couple of years ago for like some students. And it was like this Norwegian student that came to me like the name of the song was Gangster Mobile, which is gangster cell phone. Like when you're in the fifth, sixth grade, like it doesn't <laughs> make sense. So she just she came to me and said, Gangster Mobile. Gangster was like, oh, fuck, like I can't escape this song. Oh, my at gosh, all. that's funny. Yeah. And you just played it once to the school and then it just. Yeah. It sounds like it was a viral smash. It was. It was. <laughs> I mean, if they're still talking about it, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> So, so wow yeah so that was a start but in like 2009 uh or eight i i i met a guy who became good friends and he had like a home studio set up mm -hmm. we just started like making some music at his place and then a couple of months later i got my own studio at home in my basement and just started working like since yeah 2008 started writing and trying to mix my own things and everything yeah Wow. What what was the first song or did, was there a moment that it started really picking up for you? It didn't pick up until like 2015. Okay. We, we were still in school all the time and we're like, you know, in different groups and trying out different things and didn't really have an identity when it came to the music mm -hmm. for a long while. So we were just like playing around. But the thing was like, we were like super productive because we saw like, Lil Wayne documentaries where he's like, I'm always recording and like, yeah, <laughs> sure. what we need to do. Yeah. And we just made, I remember like, we just like put out like mixtapes and EPs throughout like high school mm -hmm. and nothing really like got any attention until like we finished high school. And then it started like, I went solo and could find new producers to work with and network. And from that, it just started getting more easier. And I okay. worked like, 10 years to become decent at what I'm doing. So I could really like know what I'm doing at this point. If you understand. Yeah, no, no, totally. And what was like when, when you started, when you became solo and started going that route, what was the, was there a moment then that like, cause I mean, you've done some big festivals, you've put out a bunch of records, like you've got a lot of streams on Spotify. Like, was there a moment when one of the songs took off and that kind of opened the door for you or yeah, what, yeah. what kind of got the ball rolling? The thing was, uh, I had, when I was like first got sold, I, I had like one single I was working on, which was like a, like a nineties type new Jack swing kind of song. And through that, it was this venue in my city that had booked Onyx to do a show which is pretty weird the fact that onyx came to like this small city in norway to perform for like 300 people yeah but i got to open up for him because i knew the people that worked there and oh, rad. That, yeah so that was that was insane so i got like attention like locally from that mm -hmm. and slowly like started doing shows like all over clubs in oslo and started like doing like support shows and warming up for like DJ Premier and Wow. Yeah, it was fun and other local artists. 
and just through that it just build up and build up okay and just as a like a local fan base yeah yeah basically okay. my friends like always showed up and got more like traction on like instagram it was like a couple of norwegian blogs that started writing about me and got some airplay on national radio it just started like slowly building up and building up until we got like some showcase festivals mm-hmm. and like at at that point i had done like so many shows i was like pretty confident in my live set so we started getting festivals after the showcase and got like some of the songs got bigger and bigger through spotify and and it was uh it was is this snowboarder called stale sambek i don't know if you heard of him Mm-mm. but he, he he's like in the olympics and everything and he, he he's from the same city as me and a couple of our friends like grew up together mm-hmm. so he, he has like a huge fan base around the world and he started promoting my music oh wow yeah that was fun so performed like at like x games in norway and all like this snowboard scene and that's cool yeah yeah that was insane that's really cool is that how the colorblind song really got big is that the one he did he like that or yeah is that your yeah. first record did really well yeah thanks yeah it was colorblind and around the area those two okay so when he started to kind of promote it, it really i'm sure took off from there right yeah yeah like people in norway started like acknowledging me and people like really look up to him in the snowboard scene like whatever he says goes it was like yeah you should book pasha for x games it was like yeah sure let's book him and when he like <laughs> had like his uh, his contest he played my songs while he was like jumping around and doing crazy stuff oh wow yeah that's cool that's really cool and then to- yeah, that was so then in 2016 is when you put out your second record park it was the park was 2018 oh 2018 oh 2016 there was the first record 2018 was park okay what was the tell me about that record and what was like a kind of a big moment for you in park Uh uh-huh it was um i i put out this song pretty boy bounce Mm -hmm. that march of 2017 yeah and through that song we got got to perform a lot around in norway and festivals and became like one of the most popular songs in national radio and wow yeah it was insane so that was like one of my like my biggest breaks it was like the first time i got like official listing on radio and got to go there and perform and like the shows started to get more packed and people knew the songs more now and wasn't really that much of like trying to convince people who i am people knew who i was like before they came there so that wow. was yeah that's huge. What a huge moment to like now you're at that like the headliner and, and people know your songs. What was it like the first time you performed and people were singing your songs back to you? That was insane. I, I, I love it. Like it's like it's like the greatest rush ever. It's like 10 times better than sex and anything. It's like <laughs> the best. It's the greatest ego boost in the world. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you put yeah. a record out last year too. Um, did that come out in the beginning of 2020 or after the world shut down? Which one are you thinking of? Uh, G-O-L. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, we, we, we made that in 2019. Okay. It, uh, but we put it out in like like in summer of Corona, the first summer in 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you held the album? Yeah, yeah. The, the whole plan for that album was to do a festival tour. Oh. 
GPS, everything got canceled. Like, so we pushed it back like six months. So it was like at that point, I was like, yeah, let's just put this out and start working on new stuff now because I hate holding back songs sure. that are done. <laughs> what, what, what were you up to when that happened? You were just planning for this tour or? Basically, yeah. We were just like getting gigs and confirming them and prepping up and finishing the songs. And like it was like the day this one festival in Norway was like supposed to like announce me. Like it was shut down in Norway. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, wow. We're not, we're not getting that show. This that's summer. devastating. I'm sure. It, not really, because huh. like everybody's going through it, you know? Right. So I can't be like, feel sorry for myself that I can't play any festivals when there are people out here dying, you know? So like, right. The right. bigger, bigger problems in this world. So like, if everybody's going through it, I can't feel sorry for myself. That's a good point. Yeah. What What about you now? Are you guys still pretty tightly locked up, or are you? Is there a lot going on Not in Norway? Uh, I'm I'm getting my vaccine on Friday. Uh huh. So it's starting it's starting to ease up now. Like you don't need to wear a mask at stores and malls. No more just like uh, local like trains and buses. It that's like the only place you need to wear a mask now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's nice to see everything's kind of finally getting back to normal a little yeah. bit, especially it's, like worldwide. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's scary. Like I, I, I just been sitting at home, eating Ben and Jerry's and watching like Netflix. <laughs> so like, I'm not in shape at all. So like, when the first shows are coming in, I'm like, I, I need to like get a personal trainer or something. Uh, like, I think everyone's kind of in that boat. It's like, yeah. well. We're, we're, we're never leaving, so we might as well just eat and watch TV. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, um, so you have, do you have those shows rescheduled? Yes, some of them, and some of them just just got canceled. Like some of the festivals, just all all together. Yeah, just I like, couldn't go, had to go bankrupt and everything, and so it's kind of like just starting over again now. Like some shows are pushed back, and some are just like not happening at all. Okay. Have you had a chance to perform or not yet? Yeah, I, I performed like some shows during like this past two years now, but they're mostly just like people sitting and like maximum capacity is like 100, 200 people. Oh, uh, what's that like playing the people sitting in the, I mean, there's no energy or how, oh, how is it? I bring the energy all the time. So <laughs> yeah. I don't get shy at all, but it depends where I'm playing. Like if I'm playing in Oslo, which is kind of like home turf, uh huh, is is always a good time. And I I don't care like if people are awkward sitting. I I'll, I'll make them stand up, and the bouncer starts yelling at people sit down. And okay, I took like a bottle of you know like I don't know what's called in English, but you know, you know like the thing you wash your hands with like all the time now. Oh, the hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, hand sanitizer. I took like a bottle of that. Cause I didn't have my warrants just start, start like throwing hand sanitizers. In. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a good time, but like, it depends where I'm playing. I, I played in Bergen uh, a couple of months ago and like the show wasn't that like, it was pushed back so many times that people didn't really get that I was playing at all. And it was still uh -huh. locked down in that city. So I played for like 40 people. It was like, maybe like, like 15, 40 year olds, some 18 year olds and like some people that didn't know who I was. So it was a pretty weird show. It was just like playing at, at someone's birthday or something that uh, 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. And you have some new music out now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when did you start writing? Like you and I is the most recent one you released. When did you start writing that song? Last year. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, it was here. Uh, Jimmy and uh, Wonder the Boy was was at a mall right next to the studio and called me and asked if I was at the studio. I was like, yeah, come over. I'm not doing anything special. And we just hung out for a couple of hours. And I was like, come on, guys. I was like, we're, we're three, all three are here now. Like we've never been in a studio together. Let's let's make something. And I just found some loops on Splice and put some drums on it. And everybody like took turns and and just recorded stuff. And then I just like edited and structured it and send it to Kusharon. Mm-hmm. And he like made a good song out of it. And then and then just like through the year, we just came back to like like change stuff every time. Like ah the drum sucks or oh we need to do an outro <laughs> and throughout the year. And yeah, so it came out like in perfect timing when it was like super done instead of just like forcing it and having like pressure of time. We just worked on it like slowly a year. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, it sounds like that was like a good, good um, experience doing it that way. Was, was there any uh, times or moments where you like feel like because you had so much time on your hands that you like almost overproduce a, a record or no. like you didn't know when to stop or <laughs> not with this one. This is like the first song that I didn't have that feeling. Really? Yeah. Because I worked on it like every like, three, four months. So it's just like bits and pieces all the time. So I forgot the song in like four months, I started working on it again when I had a session with Kusharon. And then we made like a, like the fifth version of it. And then Jimmy's producer was like, yeah, can I try something? Like, yeah, sure. Sent it to him, got another version a couple of months later. And then we finished it up then a couple of months later. So it, it went pretty natural actually. Because we focus, I think I had my focus on many other songs mm-hmm. during during this year. So this one wasn't really that much of stress for me, and went pretty easy. Those some of the other songs that I've been working on this year has been more stressful. Really, tell me about those songs. What songs were the ones that were more stressful for you? Uh, I I had a song, um, uh, for example, "Sweet Escape." Okay. Uh, the song I put out r- right before. Y- you and I, uh, uh-huh. that one is like two years old. Really? Yeah. You just had to, you just kept tinkering with it or? No, the thing was like, I was supposed to put it out like last year, but uh, we started working on a GOL project and then I hadn't talked to the producer for, lo- for a long while. And he was, he was pretty slow sending me the stems and finishing up the song. So I like, I had to be like a little naggy bitch. let's finish it let's finish she she started ghosting me and i started like calling it from different numbers like let's get it done let's get it done and then when it's funny and when we got it done like it took a two years to put it out so i think i just wasted a guy's time (laughs) that's funny well with the new song you have what you and i you have jimmy somewhere on that song and you've worked with him in the past correct We've had him on our podcast before. Oh, you have? Ah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, how did you meet him and how did you start working with him? I met him in 2017. We were doing a showcase festival in Oslo called Bilan. Okay. Uh, 
me, Jimmy, and Wonder the Boy were performing the same day at the same venue. And we oh. Were, yeah. And we were doing like two shows that day, one for like under under 18 and one over 18. Okay. And uh, Jimmy just uh, uh, started talking about my music because he, he, he had heard like some of my first stuff like back in 2013 I made before I started like getting noticed in Norway. So he, so he had heard some of my songs earlier and we just had a good time during those shows and just kept talking and had like some sessions here and there throughout the years and like way before he got signed to Sony in mm-hmm. the States or anything, he was like still living at home and driving like an hour to get to the studio here. And <laughs> yeah, so I know him a good while now and always like loved his music and thought he had like a whole different, like a different style to him, different sound that didn't sound Norwegian at all. Mm-hmm. And early on, I was like, this guy is like, I don't think Norway understands his music. And he, the good thing is that he, he, he knew it as well. So he just went to the States and got signed there and started popping off in the States. And then he got popular in Norway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I remember him saying that Yeah, cause he, he got, he had a hit in the United States first and then he came back. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the thing is like, he, he, I think he's bigger around like the country more than he is in Norway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he's from like uh Hoxen or Hoxen? Yeah, yeah, Hoxen? yeah. Yeah. Hoxen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How but close is that to where you grew up? It's not as far as like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Away. That's really yeah. close. Yeah, that's really cool. What have you been working on now? I mean, you just released uh you and I. Do you have but you said that song's a little bit older. Is there stuff that you've been working on like more recently? Yeah, it's yeah. coming out soon. Yeah, I'm I'm dropping my next single called Bad Trips in September. That one is more recently. That one I started working on like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to work on an album. Uh, not that I'm trying, but I've been working on an album for like two years now. But I was like always going back and forth. And like, like throughout like six months, I make a bunch of songs and I just like pick one of them. So I'm just taking it pretty slowly this time during like instead of like for example, like when we made the GOL mixtape or an album, we took like a week to make that one. Oh, wow. That's quick. Yeah. We just went to like a cabin and banged out all the songs and came home. <laughs> but but this time I, I, I don't really have like, I'm not really like having like pressure of like putting it out on the, putting out like in perfect timing. I'm just taking, I'm just taking my, taking good time with this one and not stressing it at all because I don't really see the need of like putting out an album immediately. Mm-hmm. I just rather just like work on it and put out singles. And like when, when it's done, it's done basically. Sure. There you go. And, yeah. um, and then obviously hopefully some of these shows that you had canceled, rescheduled and, and everything will get back to yeah, some hopefully. sort of normal here pretty soon. Crossing my fingers. Yeah. Well, Pasha, thank you so much, man, for doing this. I appreciate it. Of course. It I have, yeah, I have one more question for you. Yeah. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Just keep working. Just 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 try to be productive and 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 have a vision of what you want to do 
instead of just like doing things all the time because if you do things without purpose it doesn't really get you anywhere <laughs> <laughs>